Thanks for coming to hang out with us today. Rug Up Buttercup is a podcast hosted by Deployed Love. We chat about real things that military families deal with and help you to love the call to action. So you know the drill. Rug Up Buttercup. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Rug Up Buttercup. I know we said we were going to have two episodes last month, but things got crazy. We did um, have a nice retreat for our volunteers. Our volunteers work all year round, and we were excited to spend some time getting to know them, as well as us leaders having a chance to just get to know each other, since we do work virtually. As you can tell, um, the podcast, we're all kind of in different locations. So it was a great little trip, and now we're back, and we're back at the girl chat. So it is Ashley, me, and Kim, and it's school time, right, guys? So we're going to kind of just talk about our plans for school and different things that we've done with school. I know it's August. I can't believe it's already August, to be honest. The summer went by extremely fast, but I feel August is going to go by super slow because I am counting down those days for school. Well, we actually started today. So yeah, and we started last month. (laughs) Yeah, everybody will be in school on Monday, but they phased in the younger kids today and then Monday, the whole district starts. That's exciting. I was talking to my mom and I guess like my stepbrother's school here in North Carolina doesn't even go back until September 15th, which blew my mind. I was like, whoa. I mean, we go back on the 28th, but. I wonder if that's because it's a mountain school and they don't have air conditioning. Because I know that in Nebraska, Absolutely. a lot of the smaller schools don't. So they have to go back later too. It's That's a, that's a possibility. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we, we homeschool I and mean, a lot of people know that about us, but we, we started in July because I was like, I want to just take December off. Like I want to have a month earlier and have a month where we can just do Christmas activities, bake cookies, bake pies, and just not, not worry about doing school. So we're excited about that this year. That's exciting. That timeline reminds me of like the year I did year round school mm-hmm. and we had the whole month of December off. Yeah. It's going to run kind of like that, I think. Cause then we'll probably be done like early May too. Cause we'll be able to just fill in whenever, like we don't take as long of holidays. Like for Thanksgiving, I don't need a whole week off. We just need Thanksgiving. We're just going to eat Thanksgiving dinner, you know? So, and my husband will be deployed. So that kind of, we don't need a bunch of extra time doing nothing where it's just the three of us. So. Yeah. I will say it's hard though, moving district to district because there is so much difference in between the districts. Like in Clarksville, we got a week for fall break and we only got two and a half days for Thanksgiving. And then for Christmas, we got two weeks and then a spring break in here. We get a whole week for Thanksgiving, no fall break. And then our spring break is normal and our Christmas break is normal, but it's just, it's weird going from one district to the other. And then you're expecting to be able to take a Christmas break during this time or well, even um, one town to another, I feel like Fayetteville versus well, Rayford versus Harnett County is like last year's was crazy different. The, this year, I think they did they did fix it. All the school it seems like all the schools are starting at least the same day. But um, like spring break this past school year, like, like weeks of Coke, yeah. yeah, all the different counties, like the ones that touched, they were all different. So it like really kind of messed with everybody, especially military families. Um, with their like planning and stuff because you know they try to put block leave with you know um, school leave too sometimes but 
it didn't really work out that well for everybody this year. But it does look like this upcoming year, it is more cohesive across the board, which is nice because, you know, we had friends who live in Cumberland County and we're like, oh, we'll get to spend, we'll get to do stuff with you guys over spring break. And we had different spring breaks. So we didn't even get to do that. Yeah. Well, my kids had different spring breaks last year. That'd be so chaotic. Mason had a completely different spring break than my kids that were in the school system because of them be in a church mm-hmm. so they actually did a different um, school district calendar versus the one that they're actually in which is so silly but I think this year they lined it up so hopefully um, all of my kids will be out because Mason ended up getting two weeks and then I paid for a week of preschool that he didn't even go yeah, and it was his picture day they did picture day over spring During break, the spring break but nobody was there. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I feel like we just chalk up the last two years as like not normal, but definitely not normal school years for sure. I'm I'm actually really excited for this year because my my oldest is going into the second grade. So this is technically like his first year of like normal school if it stays normal. Um, you know, last year wasn't normal. The year obviously the year before that was definitely a not normal. So I'm really excited for him to go in and have a normal year and hopefully like he gets to experience all the fun things elementary school gets to offer, like, you know, field trips and stuff like that. Like, I feel kind of bummed that a lot of our kids kind of have missed out on that this year. The last years. Yeah, it's been a few years. And I I feel like if you PCS like across the country during that, like, Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine what level kids are at like how do they even determine whether they should be at their grade level because of their age or where they're at educationally because some schools closed down some schools didn't some school you know I it's gonna be a weird year I think it's gonna be a year of catching up people too I feel like there's gonna be a lot of kids taking extra time in school to try to catch up on things oh yeah I I definitely noticed um a lot of kids were in tutoring this past year because we were at least here we were back fully in school Um, but they were still doing like, you know, still not eating in the lunchroom and, um, like resources were in class. So they were kind of like, not as like creative as they would have been if they were like in the music or art room. So I'm hoping that this year it'll be somewhat all the way normal, but we'll see. Did you guys do, did you, do you guys do anything fun for like traditions for back to school, like for first day of school or anything? Obviously everyone does back to school photos. Like, you know, first day photos type of thing. I had all these plans to do super fun traditions, but because of COVID and stuff, we never really got to do it. So I'm trying to decide this year if I'm going to do some, do it. Cause Claire gets to go to school this year. She's in pre-K. So one of the only things we really do to get back to school, because, you know, we're in our house. So it's not like <laughs> we don't get dressed yeah. up for school. We don't care. Um, but we do, they have to draw a self-portrait. They can use whatever they want around the house to do it um, each year the beginning of the school year so that we can kind of have that as a record and then they do like a little all my favorites survey they love doing that so then it's fun because we have that in our homeschool book of like what they were into at the beginning of each school year and how they you know how they picture themselves and it changes so much each year it's just really cool mm-hmm. yeah we did like we've always done like well in school they do that too so Devlin's always come home with a 
like, what do I want to be when I grow up and all that type of stuff. And I always ask him that too. Like, you know, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite? Like, what do you want to be when you grow up on his first day of school? And that way we can compare it throughout the years. But we always try to make like a special breakfast or we do a special dinner for the first day of school or go get ice cream after school and just talk about their first day. And did they make any new friends and all that kind of fun stuff? Yeah. Kim, do you guys have any traditions? I mean, you're you're going back on Monday, so. Yeah, well, Lily started back today. We usually all wake up as a family the day before and just try to get into that waking up early and we go get breakfast and then we just kind of hang out the day and do something fun, whether it's get haircuts or go shopping or bowling or whatnot. But this year, I mean, August just snuck up. I came back from the retreat and it was like, oh, school's tomorrow. Great. Mm-hmm. Didn't groceries. So I had to go and grab stuff for lunches because school lunches are no longer free. They are. That's another thing that's changed this year. Everybody's having to pay for lunches again. Same so curious. They haven't announced that here in Hope County yet, whether or not in our location, whether or not they're going to be free or not. I'm going to assume so, but that's because we're a title one school and we're in like the poorest community in North Carolina, but they haven't, I mean, they haven't announced anything. Like they just put out Mm -hmm. our town hall or our not town hall. That's military uh, open house date, like two days ago. Nice. Yeah. Other than that, we do our first day of school pictures with our chalkboards and that's it. I mean, those are kind of a, school traditions this year is really different and hard for me because I have one going into high school and then my littlest one is actually going to preschool five days a week so um you're stretched out all the way across <laughs> I know yeah. you, you and, really then I, are. <laughs> and then I have one in elementary and one in middle school so it's four different schools four different start times four different pickups so much fun. Do any of them ride the bus or anything to make it a little easier? Yeah, luckily two of them get to ride the bus. The one that goes to preschool, I have to take, obviously. And then we we're zoned for a school that I didn't really care for because we moved literally not even a half a mile away from our old house. We got all new schools. So I was able to file for a hardship for Lily to stay at her previous school which has been nice. The teacher, the principal over there refiled it for me this year without me even having to worry about it. The only bad thing is I do have to drive her every morning and pick her up every evening. So we were talking about how COVID might've put kids behind, but I know that the biggest thing I think challenge with military families is moving from different state to different state Um, and how that (laughs) curriculums themselves, just themselves look so different. And I'm sure Ashley's had that experience as a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure that any of us have had too much of that experience because our kids were little and we've kind of been pretty stable since then, but yeah. And what was the experience on like, just (laughs) pick up and change all the time? I moved around a lot as a kid. So, um, but I, I distinctly remember third grade year, like just really like sucking academically because I moved to different schools. So I went from an off post school. We were there for, we were only there for like a little over a year. And my parents decided that the commute was a little too far. So we moved to on post with the DOD school. But for some reason, their curriculum was like flopped. 
Um, so everything that they were covering when I came in, I had already covered, but I missed out like on a whole bunch of other stuff. So like it put me behind in math for sure. Like math was like really hard for me to catch up, um, in the fourth grade. Like I just always seemed to be like really far behind in like multiplications and things like that. So that kind of sucked. I mean, I moved every high school, every high school I moved around and that kind of sucked because even though I was like an AP honor student, you know, I did call, like the college courses and stuff. Like I never really got to choose what I got to do because I moved so late. Like we got there so late in the year that like all the courses were already, full. were already taken. So, I mean, my senior year, my senior year in high school was literally full of just BS classes. I only had to take two classes to actually graduate Um, but I didn't want to graduate early. So I just decided to kind of like stick around, but I mean, I took art and theater and chorus and computer science. Like one semester was literally like theater, chorus, weightlifting. I did take another math class because again, I've always struggled with math. So, um, I knew that if I took a whole year off of math before going to college, that I was just, I would fail, like epically fail. So I decided to go ahead and take it calculus even though I didn't need it yeah and that was my that was like my like last semester of of high school was just all these bs classes and then one math class and then I took an english class and that was I I literally had like I don't even I guess guessing it was english we had to take senior english and then um government those were the two classes that I was required to take senior year and you could only take them senior year so I couldn't take them sooner and yeah same for me like they my school had no extra stuff. We were just this tiny school. I had 29 kids in my class. So then I, so they created an art four for me because there was no class, but I didn't want to take anything extra. I had a good GPA and I was trying to get into a certain college. So I was like, I'm not adding chemistry and like these hard math classes that are going to mess up my, my GPA. And in order just to finish school, I was like, that's dumb. So they made that. And then they put me as a teacher's assistant. (laughs) I would have loved that though. Um, well, like it was really crazy because like I only had to take an English and I had to take a, um, so North Carolina, you have to take civics and economics or something like that, but it's technically a sophomore class. So you take that as a sophomore. So I had to take that as a senior. Um, and then you did, you did have to take an English class. Um, but like, I didn't take a science, like I was already done with my science, but like I said, I did, I don't know. Do they do that here where it's, avid is that the program i don't know if that's a dod thing um but it's pretty much like a like a program that you can get into where you start taking classes like advanced classes um in high school so like in middle school you start so in middle school i had already taken like freshman math and stuff and so by the time i was a freshman i was taking like so like freshman and junior and sophomore year i was taking like junior senior level classes and then senior, junior, senior year, I could take AP classes, which I don't know if they have, I mean, they have those here where you, their college courses, school, but like they, they didn't have very many offerings for yeah. it. I think like, I'm not taking AP chemistry. Like, <laughs> no, thank you. I honestly wish I took AP chemistry though in high school. It's a lot more flexible. Like it would have been a lot easier than chemistry in college was. <laughs> um, but like, I also just didn't take, like I took the AP courses, but I didn't go take like the actual examinations to get credit for them for college credit. So, um, which was kind of stupid on my part. I don't know why I didn't do that. Um, but, you know, we, 
moving around can be difficult. And then not only just in, not only in just academics, but like in sports too. like, you know, sports, I like I just decided not to even play my senior year because I was just I was just exhausted of always trying to like prove my worth and stuff. Cause you know, most people, most kids don't have to move. So like, you know, they're with their coaches from freshman year on. Um, and even though I was a varsity player, my freshman year, sophomore year stuff, I just got to the point where I was like, I don't even want to play my senior year. Like I don't want to have to go out and just bust my butt just to get one of the positions that I play over someone who's been in that position for two years at the school um, so I didn't even play. I didn't even, de- I decided to not even do sports my senior year just cause I was just like, I'm, I'm done, but I don't have a typical military. Like most, most military kids don't move as often as I did. I mean, I went to a different high school every year, but that was just at my dad's career, like where we, you know, we were overseas and then he went to Sergeant Majors Academy. So we went with him and then we went back overseas and we were only there for a, that year at that base. And, um, because my sister's on the spectrum, they decided that we would move. He was only going to be at that next space for a year. Um, so we decided to move stateside while my dad went to um, Wiesbaden so that my sister could at least have four years in high school, which was good for her because, you know. Yeah, she could stay with the same specialists and the same people Yeah, to help her through that. So it sucked for me, but it worked out for her. Um, I mean, I wouldn't change it. Um, I hated it. I hated it so much. Um, I swore left, right, up, down in a circle that I would never uh, marry military or anything like that. Like I was done with the military and well, that obviously didn't happen, Um, you know, but I would have never met my husband if we hadn't moved again my senior year. And I really wouldn't be who I am today if I, if I wasn't a military kid. So I hated it growing up, but like, I look back and I definitely appreciate everything that I got to do. And I really love DOD school. So that was kind of cool to kind of experience a little bit of a different type of school system than normal public schooling. I know for Caden, he is, he's been to multiple different schools with moving and then PCSing and then moving because we'd get into one house and then we'd move into another house and then it changed all the new schools and then PCSing he'd move to different districts and he really struggled with it he was on an IEP fast tracking since pre-k so we were struggling with that and then it moved with them to another school for kindergarten and then another school for first grade Um, so that was three schools back to back and then they made him repeat first grade. So then we took him to another school because I refused to let him do another year at that school. And then we moved to Campbell. So then he, you know, took his IEP there. And when we got there, they were, you know, here in this district where we were, he qualified for full day services. He was so far behind He qualified for a, um, like a one-on-one specialist in the room with him, as well as being pulled out for multiple things. And then when we get to the other district, I take his IEP stuff over there and I'm ready to fight because I've been fighting for the last three years about his IEP. And they're trying to tell me that he doesn't qualify for anything, but an hour a day. And so it, it did balance itself out and he's not on his IEP anymore. 
Um, he came off in fourth grade. It, it's like he's a whole new kid, but it that teacher that he got made a difference. So I feel like it was God's plan to sit there and put us in the one place that we were in. The one thing that always sticks out in my memory for him with school is when he found out at the end of the year, I was like, are you going to miss your teachers? Blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to really miss so-and-so. And I was like, you realize you get to work with her next year too, because we're not moving. Like we're staying here. And he cried. He was so happy that he was going to get to see that teacher again next year. And that's the first time it like really hit me that he um, just never got to see the same teachers or the same school. So Fast forward, he starts high school this year. It's not necessarily the high school I wanted him to go to, but he struggled with COVID too. He started failing in, he went from seventh grade making straight A's, honors stuff and everything. And then we moved across the street. He got a new middle school, absolutely failed. I don't know if it was because of COVID or just the different schools or what, um, to the point where I had to go in and have a parent teacher conference with eighth grade teachers. They were like, this doesn't ever happen. And I was like, I'm advocating for my child. I no, can't. and that's so important to do. Well, and I was like, unfortunately, like that kind of is like one of the things that you have to do as a military. If you're a military parent and you have kids that, that are military, military kids and you're moving around a lot, you're their teachers and those that they're around, they're not going to see or know everything that your kid's gone through. And you could have had that conversation with them at the beginning of the year, but like, you know, it's not going to be the same type of, you know, for a child that's been there since kindergarten and, and they're known in the school and they're known that, okay, this works with this kid and this works with this kid, or they can go talk to their last teacher and be like, Hey, like, you know, I know you had so-and-so in your class last year, you know, what worked for him, what didn't. Um, so parents- but- really have to advocate district. I mean yeah. even school to school in the same district it mm-hmm. wasn't moving to a different district it was the same school system mm-hmm. and he was struggling so hard with the curriculum like it wasn't just something completely different that he was trying to learn again and now that he is going into high school he didn't have so here you can apply for magnet programs mm-hmm. So you can go to any of the select schools that you want if you qualify for their magnet program. And because he had such bad grades in eighth grade, he didn't qualify. So even though we're not moving or PCSing, hopefully he'll still go. I kind of wish that they would have had like a way for that. Like eighth grade was COVID for him. Like everybody struggled with, with that year. Like I don't know a single kid who did good during 2020 during virtual learning like I don't like yeah, I, I feel like virtual it depends on the kid I imagine there's some kids that like that, that they're very independent and right. can just get their assignments but my I mean the reason why we homeschool and will continue to is they are very hands-on visual learners like they mm-hmm. need someone that is like doing it with them and so that they That's understand it a lot better and so they would sit at the computer and just zone out or start drawing. And I mean, even Girl Scouts was virtual and my daughter would not pay any attention. And so it was just like, this was was very pointless. Overload. There was just much of everything being Mm -hmm. virtual. It wasn't just going to school virtual. It was going to Scouts, playing sports, doing your meetings. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, 
Madison did okay. Like she didn't have any problems, but she didn't apply herself either. So I know like her bees that she got could have been better if she would have. But with our district, I'm assuming the virtual learning went really well because they actually opened a program this year for ninth, 10th and 11th graders to do an online academy like they didn't have to enroll to be in school they could enroll in that and do virtual program all week yeah and I think some kids really do well in that I think if they're not super social so they're not really like into being around a bunch of other people in school and they're fast learners I think it's a good way to fast pace your kids if they they want to learn something quicker they can if it's virtual because they can just get it done and be done um so it's given and we've talked about a lot of things that COVID has been beneficial and I think that's somewhere along those lines is some kids are going to do really well from it too. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, I know people who, like, I'm a visual learner too. So like, I, I like to be hands-on and see things and um, online classes have never really been my thing. So I prefer to be in a classroom setting, but knowing that, you know, I probably would have loved, loved online schooling in high school. To be I absolutely would have done it. I would have skipped yeah. high school every day. But it, yeah. what I say too, though, is, it also helps with these schools being over capacity mm-hmm. students and they have the option to do, you know, online learning versus going into the classroom and the teachers are stressed out because they have five too many kids. Mm-hmm. This may be a good change that COVID brought for the future of, you know, some of the districts. So I think it's also really great too, because you have a lot of families who kids work to help support families. And so, you know, a school day doesn't get over until, you know, 2.30 to 4, depending on what time your school gets out. So having that opportunity to do online schooling and still be able to have a job um, is beneficial. Because I know I, I, I had friends who would leave early from school because they had a job and they had a waiver to, like, leave mm-hmm. school early to go to it. Yeah, we had a school-to-work program. So you could do, like, your last two class periods be at at work as long as your boss signed off on it kind of thing well I'm really excited for school to start like I don't think I've ever been so excited for school to start (laughs) that's like kind of why we started soon was because I was like summer was getting chaotic we needed Mm -hmm. something that was a little bit more routine and it's not that we do routine (laughs) some days we do school at nine o'clock in the morning some days we do school at like tonight it'll be like five o'clock at night but it's something that they have to sit down for a couple hours and listen to what I'm saying and get in the practice of listening to me again. Um, that is nice so that we can just sit down and be like, okay, you have to do X, Y, Z before you can go to play or you can go do whatever. And mm-hmm. it's just the routine. I think it's the routine. It's yeah. Just because when the kids are out for summer, like I don't schedule meals. We just kind of eat throughout the day. We stay up late. We don't really do a whole lot of bedtime stories. So I'm excited for like last night, we read a chapter of Lily's book before she went to bed and she was so excited. And so I miss, I mean, for me as a parent during summer, I kind of get lazy. So for her, we all need it by the time the last day of school, we're like, I just want to lay in my bed for two days straight. So yeah, yeah, we're all get to that point book hurt my feelings a little bit I'm like man I should have been doing a little more during the summer break with that but not that we didn't do anything it's just you know more laid back 
I definitely felt like this summer was crazy fast. Like, you know, I'd be like, oh, I've got to do X, Y, and Z tomorrow. And then like three days later, I'm like, crap, like it's already Friday. And I said, I was going to do this on Tuesday and still haven't gotten to it yet. Um, My kids do really good on schedules though. I'm also more excited for my sanity. Um, I have really bad postpartum anxiety and then COVID and all that kind of hit. So like I never really got that break (laughs) working from home and stuff. So I'm really excited for us to all kind of have our time to ourselves and be able to kind of focus back on our, on our self-care a little bit. Um, I know, I know Devlin loves going to school because he gets a break from me Um, by the end of last year. before he went back to school and he was doing virtual he's like I, I don't care I'll wear a mask I don't care anymore I just want to go to school like I feel you bud I do with that being said too I think that parents need to remember as the school year starts to go in and the kids start to get into their rhythm and routine that they need to give their children some grace because if mm-hmm. your kids go into school and they're behaving all day and they're coming home and giving you a little bit of you know, craziness. Just remember, at least they've been good at school. They're coming home to their safe place and they're unwinding a little bit, just like when you get off work and you just need that few minutes to unwind. So just remember your, your children are tiny humans and they need that decompression and grace. Good reminder. It feels like we should be getting like all this extra time. But then I remember that school time comes with sports and all the activities kick back up. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to have all this time catching up to catch up on other things. And I'm like, oh, no, we're not because we're going to have sports three days a week. We're going to have scouts once a week. It's like, well, there goes the rest of the year because that's suddenly going to be gone. We actually didn't stop Boy Scouts this year. We went all the way through every Tuesday. Um yeah, we did summer. We did summer activities, but um, we didn't meet every week. Yeah, we kept our meetings. So, Girl Scouts starting back up. We did summer activities, but our first meeting is next Monday. So it's like right as soon as the kids start school, right back into it. Yeah, we're starting sports back already. We were supposed to have skating today, but that didn't happen. And then, but it's be skating every Friday, and then soccer starts in September. So it's just back to the chaos of nonstop going, which is fine now that I don't live out in the country and don't have to drive 20 minutes to every practice because that was really annoying. So now at least it's like, oh, it's just down the street and go. I do I do like the school year though because we have that like set time that we're getting up every day and that set time that they get home every day and our dinners are usually around the same time um, every evening. Um, I'm really looking forward to having that like structure again, because there's been like, I think we've all said it already. There's been no structure this summer. It's just been make it till you break it. Yeah, I feel like we were trying to make up for the last two summers of not really having. I I agree because we've been gone a lot this summer. Like, you know, we didn't really go anywhere the last two summers and you know I think we went up to the mountains like once but like we've gone up like four times this summer and um you know they're they're going to my in-laws next week or this upcoming week and so 
Um, but like we were so busy, like we didn't even do summer camps this year. Like last year we did a week of summer camp, but we were just so busy that by the time I could figure out when we could fit summer camp in, like it was, they were already booked. So we didn't even do summer camp this year. Yeah. I feel like we did an amusement park. We've done the pool a couple of times. We've been out to the lake. So it's like, we just have had to keep up on all the things that we couldn't do last year. I mean, the pools you could do last year, but it was at like a certain capacity and yeah. if you there by the time that it opened, you weren't getting in. And I was going to say, and you didn't even want to go because like, if you weren't there an hour before you opened, you yeah. weren't getting in. And you were just wasting time trying to get in. And so it is nice to do the fun things again and be able to feel like it's back to normal. My kids are so excited for things to not feel like COVID anymore. Yeah. I don't, Sabrina, when you're talking about sports, I don't know how parents do it because just having scouts two nights a week. And then, you know, when we meet on Thursdays, usually that's three days of my week gone. And so I get two nights with my kids as a sit down dinner. So I just parents that are go, go, go every night of the week. I just don't know how they do it because for me, sitting down for dinner is one of the things I look forward to the most because my kids actually talk to me like they enjoy sitting there and eating and they're grateful that I cooked for them and it's it's conversation that we hadn't had throughout the day even when they come home from school they don't want to talk to me they want to go hang out in their room for 5 10 15 20 minutes and not talk to anybody so just being on the constant go like I get it because for the most part we are but still try to have at least that one or two nights where you can come together as a family and and have that time. We only, we used to, when they were in public school, only do one sport a year. It was like, you pick which sport it is. And that's, we're only going to do the chaos for three months of the year. But now that we homeschooled, that is their socializing. So we do more of the sports, but that's because we're done with school. If we start school at nine, like we should be, we're done with school by noon. So then they have all that time to decompress. They have all that time to just hang out and do what they want. And then it's like this, the sports stuff isn't that much of an extra for us because we don't have to get up early. I guess homeschool kind of makes it that flexible that we can just be like, oh, we are going to do sports this week and we'll do school later in the day because you're going to be tired and that works. But uh, yeah, not school bit to homeschooling too is being able to have that flexibility because my I mean Madison won't even get home from the bus until almost five so that's a late day for us yeah homeschool's not for everybody I mean if you have job especially out of the home jobs and stuff like that it's not going to work but if you have the ability to do it the flexibility is amazing my husband works uh what they call it maritime I don't know they work really really weird schedules so when my kids were in public school and he was working his schedules especially night shift he would leave for work before they even got home for school and he would just like not see them all week long and so it wasn't working well for our family at all the way that it was and so the reason I think that we stayed back was because I was like you know this works like when it's your weekend we can make it our weekend too we can switch schooling around so that they're doing school while you're at work and we're not wasting our family time so it's it's been a hard adjustment, but it's really, it works really well for what our life looks like. I have another military friend. Her one son is from a different marriage and then they, she's military with her current husband and she homeschools because 
of the, you know, custody agreement of him having to go to his dad's house. And then also her husband is special operations. So he's constantly gone for a couple months and then he's on leave for a week. So she homeschools so that they can have that flexibility, like you said, to be on the same schedule and see each other as a family, because if he was in school, that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely think that it fits. I mean, I'd love to homeschool. I think me and Devlin would just kill each other. He likes people. Ever. Not one bit. (laughs) I think if he, if he, we we just have to have our space. Like, I don't, I I think our personalities are so similar that we get on each other's nerves. I mean, and I'm talking about my seven-year-old kid. So, I mean, like he, I love him, but like, virtual learning was extremely tough for us because like, he just didn't want to do it. And, you know, he's going to behave differently with me than he does with this teacher. So he just was just like, I'm not, he just wasn't interested in it. And he, he thrives around being around people though. So like the, the change from him going from virtual to in school was dramatic. Like, you know, his behavior started getting better. Um, He enjoys going to school so yeah, no, I don't, I, Claire, I could probably homeschool and it'd be easy peasy with her, but Devlin just loves being around people. Yeah. I know we have like a whole podcast. So the next yeah. podcast coming up is all about homeschool, but mm-hmm. I think that there is huge benefit to it for military families specifically, especially since a lot of military spouses, we know that don't work because yeah, especially if you don't work. Yeah. yeah. Um, so having that opportunity, but also then you're not worrying about school districts. You're not learning about the IEPs. You're Mm -hmm. just, you're able to focus on the same, they keep, they get the same education across, I guess. So like our curriculum could be at any state because it's accredited. So it doesn't really matter where we live. We can bring it with us and do that there. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some guidelines. I'm sure they'll go into that when we talk to the people coming on the podcast next, but that will change state to state, but really it would be such a good consistency for your kids, especially if they're in a situation like you were Ashley, where like you are moving very frequently Mm -hmm. to not have to worry about like, I mean, even just the PCS mixes up missing a bunch of school. If it's not in the middle of summer, those moves can change a lot of things. So being just portable, it's portable. That's what homeschool is really nice. I will say it, it's not an option for everybody. Like I know for a fact, it would not work for my family. For one, I do not feel like I'm organized or being able to schedule myself enough to be consistent. And I don't think that my children would balance well with me in that situation. And then Madison, she's such a social person. She has to have that interaction with people and she would refuse to be homeschooled at this point. So I feel like if we would have started at a younger age, it would have been okay. But to take them and try to homeschool the older two, this now wouldn't work. You know, we all have to do what's right for our family. And if it's right for a few years, do it. If it's not right, then send them. If you want to do private school, Christian school, do it. There's so many options out there. You just have to figure out what works for you. You can't compare yourself to others and try to do other people's plans. You really need to focus on your children, your family. Yeah. And I do think a lot of people do private school. I don't really know people that do it, but I think that 
because that's also, they're a lot more flexible with IEPs and more like, I think they're more willing to call other private schools and like talk to the teachers and actually like get your kid on the right program. I know in our last podcast, we talked about IEPs and like how you need to get them rewritten right before you move because the importance mm-hmm. of like having the most accurate information on there. Um, yeah. Super, super important. So, yeah. And- Aiden's little um, filing cases of all of his IEP paperwork. Every time we met, every time there was something different, every time they tested him, I kept everything in a filing box because I knew once we moved, that was it. Mm-hmm. The school not going to get what they really needed. And so I would go and drop off that filing box to the next school and be like this is what's going on with my kid this is his history and yeah I mean military military moms just have to advocate for their kids especially if you are in an MOS that moves a lot like there are some MOSs that don't move so I know some of the stuff will apply to some of you guys but if you're an MOS that moves every three years or every year um just make sure that you're advocating for your guys's kids and um you know I mean I think that's important regardless if you're military yeah. or not, as, as a mom, um, you can't just leave it up to the school system. We know that our teachers are underpaid and we know that, you know, they're short staffed. Um, I mean, at least here in North Carolina, um, they're extremely underpaid and they're extremely understaffed. So um, don't just leave it up to your teacher to teach your kids, like make sure that you are asking like, you know, what do they need to work on and how can I help or how can I help my child succeed? and just keep going forward and the best that fits your family. You know, I would have loved homeschool. It would, it would make our lives so much easier with my job, working for the family business and stuff. I'm being able to like, if we need to go up for a week, we could, but it just, we, we kind of filled it out with that virtual learning and it, and it worked because we were able to travel a little bit more, but there, it was a constant battle of getting anything done. So you have to just find what fits, like him said, find what fits with you, um, make it work, find those fun traditions. Um, I love traditions. I love finding fun things to make the school year fun. So, you know, celebrate milestones with ice cream or special dinners. Another thing back to for your child, get into the school, get involved volunteer, go up there, ask your teachers if they need stuff. Because if you're not liking something about your school or about what's going on with your child, go up there and be present. Because if the teacher's struggling because she's spending an hour making copies and stapling them and organizing them, then maybe you can alleviate a little bit of that. Um, I I just feel like some parents judge the school without getting in there and and really understanding. Well, and what better way to move to a new school when you have to, to know directly what your kid was learning in that class. So not just the the brief homework that they bring home, if they even do, some schools don't even do that. So then you may not have any idea what your kids are doing. Then go in the classroom and offer to volunteer at least once a week or something like that, where you're getting in and seeing like, this is his friends. This is how I can help them transition because even just seeing who their friends are when you move to a new school and you go to their new classroom you can help push them towards the right people that would be who they've gotten along with in the past 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's just like you say, when you move to a new place or PCS to a new area, you know, you got to make the best of it. It's the same with the school. Like this year, Caden is not at the school I want him to be. And the school Madison's at, Caden hated last year, but Madison loves it. So you really have to go in and make the best of what you can at your schools too. Like you have to try to look at the bright side. And if there's things that aren't working, try to go in and, and improve that for the school. Because even if it doesn't improve for your child, it may improve for the next military child, you know, and if push comes to shove, move schools. Like there's nothing saying that you can't. So just try to make the best of, of what you're given. Cause I know with Caden, if it wasn't for the one IEP teacher, I don't think that he would have improved as quickly and fast as he did. That made me think of something as the resources that are out there too. I mean, you have, I think most schools near bases have a military liaison. So you have that person who, if you do feel like your kid is falling behind and they need that help, you have someone who can be like, okay, this is the old school they went to. Their curriculum looks like this and can help you connect those lines. And it is also really kind of cool for kids. If you aren't part of that program, get part of it. I was going to say, I definitely suggest it. It's, it's, it allows your kid to connect with other military kids in a way. Like I think ours meets like once a month, they have lunch together and they just kind of talk about like, you know, their feelings and things like that. Um, They do games and things like that. And it's just a great resource for them to have like another little outlet of people who are going through similar things, especially if you're off post, you know, if you're in a- And those liaisons um, will advocate for your child too, especially like during deployments or trainings when they're they're having mm -hmm. a hard time they can go in and explain that to the class or explain to the teacher like, and help advocate for your kid too. So Madison had that happen last year when, or two years ago when Travis come back from the deployment and then went on the European rotation back to back her military liaison for her school or whatever sent home four of the like big bears that have the little voice boxes in it. And she didn't just care about Madison at her school like she cared about all the kids and stuff so that was really nice to get that especially since we live here and Travis is stationed somewhere else we don't have you know some support that you may have if you're stationed there and living with your spouse so it was nice to have that extra guided support yeah, I, I wish I had that program when I was in school as a kid. They did not have that around when I was a kid. And I would have I would have left that, you know, especially at schools where it wasn't a DOD school. It would have been great. It would have been really cool to be able to connect with other people because like, you know, my dad was a ranger. My dad was gone all the time growing up. So it, it would have been kind of nice to be able to be like, oh, this is another person who's in the military they kind of know what I'm going through. Cause like my best friend in elementary school was not a military kid. Um, so she didn't understand everything that I was going through um, in those early years of elementary school. So I, I highly encourage you guys to enroll your kids. Um, I think I, I know here that you can choose to have one-on-one or group. I do. I chose just for Devlin to do the group one just because that's all he thought he really needed. Um, unless like we found that he was really struggling with the dad being gone. Um, and then we were going to go do one-on-ones, but I. Every program is different though. So yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's true too. Every school is going to yeah. be different. And then some schools may not have them, but that may be a perfect opportunity for you to 
again, get involved, start Mm -hmm. one in your area. Well, and also like, make sure you're checking like your installation, like, you know, here at Bragg, I know the 82nd sends out a bi-weekly email with everything that's happening um, on Fort Bragg and off. And so the last list that came out had a whole bunch of like resources for back to school from all different organizations. So make sure that you're either A, signed up through your FRG if they have that list, or you are following those pages to get that information because I didn't realize there were so many organizations that did back to school events and stuff. So there's so many different things, um, especially for our younger families who have um, your lower enlisted who may not have all the money because school supplies are expensive. Last year, I spent like a couple hundred dollars on, on stuff and that was just for my one kid. But I do always tend to go buy extras just because I know the location that we live in to have, you know, all these different types of uh, programs where you can get free backpacks and free supplies and stuff like that for those who can't afford it. Or if you have multiple kids, so make sure you're utilizing those programs. I know we just did a back to school drive here at Benning and gave away 200 backpacks with like anywhere in between 10 and 12 items of school supplies. And it wasn't just like three or four pencils. It was like a pack of pencils and a pack of crayons. And so, and seeing the families being grateful for that really made it worth it because there are some families that truly are struggling. And there was also a nice amount of families that were bringing us extra stuff and extra book bags that they had got from somebody else or that they had already bought and brought to us. So well, I feel like school supplies are so much more nowadays than they used to be. Like, you know, I mean, I'm looking at my, the list and like, we're having to bring printer paper and cardstock and, you know, four rolls of paper towels and Clorox wipes and a whole bunch of other things that I don't remember purchasing that as like kids like you know that we had the basic like you know you had your your own pencils your own markers your own crowns and that was yours for the year but um some of these classrooms are asking for extras which I understand because like you know the teachers the teachers shouldn't have to pay for your your students supplies um which is why like anytime like you know Devlin's teachers like hey we need more paper towels or we need more Clark's wipes like we always go pick them up because we can afford it but I know that not everyone can afford extra stuff. So wherever you can help, that's where, you know, you help out. But they usually always have a teacher's lit wish list mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. too. So even if you just take a picture of that and periodically throughout the year, send in an extra pack of Band-Aids or an extra thing of sanitizing wipes. It's not something that you have to go out and buy a stock of things that, that matter. So I know when we go, like we have a school list that's always put out early, but then the teachers mm-hmm. time will send home another list of stuff that they so It's kind of like, I haven't even really fully, like we bought a couple things, but I'm kind of waiting for that list. But I also am like, yeah. blows my mind that like open houses two days before school starts and like, we don't even find out who his teacher is until we go to school on the 25th. And he starts school on the 28th. That's how it was for us. We didn't find out until Tuesday and we started back Friday and then makeup day was Wednesday. And then Caden didn't even find out until yesterday who his was. I feel like that's in every district. Like, I think that's, yeah, I just don't remember that as a kid. I just remember having like, 
Well, it's because they have so many new students coming in, mm-hmm. so students not returning and people not filling out the registration stuff. So the schools are struggling too. Like they're mm-hmm. trying to keep up with, you know, who's here, who's not, like who's verified, who hasn't. So I, I feel like our school did a good job this year. Like our teachers didn't send home an extra list. So that was That's nice. Good. It was literally what they posted on the website. And then for high school, the lady in the office at the high school told me not to buy anything, said that all he needs is like some paper, pencils, and a binder. And then his teachers will send home what they want for each class. Mm -hmm. So that was nice not to go out and buy seven composition books that Mm -hmm. he wasn't need so I I was grateful for that communication of don't buy anything yet yeah well that was good that they did that because if not then you know you're gonna go out and spend you know a couple hundred dollars and with inflation and gas yeah just money is tight like we live pretty comfortably but recently like with everything going up and feeding my four kids like I can't just keep I usually go to Sam's Club and spend like $200 a week on snacks and food and, and fruit. And it's like three, three fifty now. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I can't, I can't keep doing this every Well, week. that's like what I worry about. Cause like, I know like last year we had a lot of families who couldn't bring in supplies. So I, I feel like I, at least here in Hope County, I think they kind of up their, their amounts for certain things like you know like I think Devlin had to bring like six composition books on that list and I was like honestly I don't think he's going to use six of them but I think they're just going to have them like hope that it like levels out which again to me that that doesn't bother me too much because again like you know I can afford six dollars of notebooks when you know one of his classmates may not be able to do that so I understand that but that frustrates me too because Mm -hmm. I don't want to send in six notebooks. And then at the end of the year, you send home three because everybody in the class did afford the six notebooks. See, I didn't get like, any, I didn't get any supplies home this year from Devlin. Like Devlin's we, backpack came back looking like a tornado and a Tasmanian devil had a fight and everything was shredded and ripped. I'm like, why are we not taking care of our stuff, dude? Home with binders and composition books and sometimes the teachers don't even send that stuff home they keep it for the next year which is mm-hmm. fine too but I would rather a teacher say hey we need an extra 10 boxes of crayons 10 packs of paper mm-hmm. I would be more than happy to send in extra school supplies that way mm-hmm. than buy stuff that extra watercolors that they might not even use mm-hmm. you know what I mean like so I understand them trying to balance it out, but it would be nice if they just did it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. But every district is going to be different too. And every school is going to be different. If you are a family and you have more than one kid, go utilize all those back to school events. I, I know that there's at least four in our school. Our school itself is doing the free backpack giveaway in the next couple of weeks. So there was like four on Benning this year. Yeah, there was a lot of them. Um, like MW. utilize them. Even if you don't use that backpack, even if your kid's just like, no, I want this backpack, use that backpack as, you know, a spare. Cause you know, those, those character backpacks are going to rip mid year. You know, this year I told Devlin and Claire that they could both pick a backpack out. Cause Claire got to get a backpack this year. So I just told Devlin he could get one too, even though the one that he has from last year still is in great shape and stuff. But I know that I have that as a backup. If this one like rips and stuff. 
So we have all agreed school is cheers. I know there's going to be yes. some that aren't. So if you're going back to your first preschool or kindergarten year. I mean, I'm sure it, you're going to cry. But yeah, it I'm gets more better. Excited. I'm more excited that Jeremy will get to be home for first day of school this year because he, you know, rapidly deployed last year to Afghanistan. So he missed first day of school like for both kids. You know, even Claire was only in a half day program. Um, he missed it. So this year he gets to be home and, you know, I've already talked to command and commands doing a late call that day. So I was like, you know, as a mom, I, I appreciate that because like, you know, he's missed the last two years of first day of school. So it's exciting that, so I'll probably cry because of that alone. It'll be fun. Yeah. No tears for me. I'm (laughs) they're here all the time. It's fine. (laughs) Tears for me when I, when he not only got his high school schedule, but also his learner's permit. That was See, really, yeah. some really growing up moments. Now. Yeah. Those are like some big milestones though. Like those are huge milestones, like going into high school, getting your per- learner's permit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think if you're having a hard time with school coming up, I think it's a good idea to find a friend to meet for coffee yeah. right after you drop off. Your yes. Mimosas, I am whatever, something for to that. get your mind off of it, but realize that you're going to have time back to yourself. You get, this is the time that you're going to have to clean your house or work or whatever that looks like, but it, it isn't that bad. It's nice to have time to yourself too. And you it get is. Time for doing. I love that idea. Do. Yeah. So if anyone in the Bragg area wants to get together on the 28th for coffee, let me know. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope that you guys enjoyed hearing where we are at. You know, we all have a little bit different stories and experiences with schools and the military. And like I said, we do have a podcast coming up later this month that is going to be all about homeschool. I know a lot of people have transitioned to homeschool or are considering it. Um, so we have a specialist coming on who works with directly with um, military homeschool. Um, so they can answer a lot of those questions as far as like transitioning and all of that. So stay tuned for that. And then other than that, we have a bunch of fun stuff coming up because the holidays are the next few months. So we look forward to fun podcasts with you guys. It's been nice. We'll talk to you guys later. Rock up buttercup.